What's what? up, guys? Welcome. I cut you off there, Frank, didn't I? And we always look at each other like, how awkward <laughs> is this? Going? Who's going? Who's welcome going? Welcome to the Young Minds Podcast, motherfuckers. Hey, yes. Welcome to my basement. And guess who else is in my basement? <laughs> I have my blood here, my sister, Angela Puglisi. Uh, I have the, we're going to put all the uh, the links in the description. She is a, she's my sister. She is a proud mother of two, my two best friends. Um, and she is also a lawyer, and she gives you the background of everything that she went through through law school and her misconceptions of what she was getting into, and basically gives us all the positives and all the negatives of what she did, and really dissects it and goes deep into the generational gap. And we dissect what is the educational of. system. The educational system. Hardcore. Heavily. Yes. Yes, and the disconnect between generations and how the the dream is sold to us as the millennials and Generation Z. Um, and I think you guys will really like this one, especially if you're in school now, give you a little bit of food for thought and, uh, you definitely will not. Yeah. You might drop out of school after this one. you, you to might be wasting true. money in school right now. So, uh, give this one a listen, sit it's back, fun. enjoy, get ready for the ride. Hopefully Here you're we not go. in school right now because you're going to hate everybody. Oh my God. Alrighty guys. Good luck. Wait, what is this feeling in my brain? It feels feels like it's growing that my friend is knowledge because you're listening to young minds podcast are live hey guys how are you doing welcome to the young minds podcast we are here with a special guest this is my blood this is my sister Ooh. she is a professional something i could never fucking do because i'm uh, too stupid she's surfing the web right now too not either <laughs> I'm yeah, pulling could. you under with me. But, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, she's, she's worked 18 times harder than I have throughout my entire life. She's like the leader. She has walked through the... Abyss. Through, no, through the journey of our lives. She's been in front with the machete, and I was just behind her learning all the lessons. Like, all right, I'm not going to fuck with those things. That looks fun. I'm going to start doing some of that. Ooh, she pisses off my parents in that way. I started learning shit from her. So, uh... She, it just take us a little bit. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, but... Well, just to put it in my perspective, I've never met you before. Hi. I don't know anything that you do. I don't even know what your profession is. Frank hasn't told me anything. What? So I'm kind of... Dude, yeah, seriously. Could have sworn I did, but... Well, I don't know. Right At this moment right now, I have no clue what you do for a living. Okay. But that doesn't matter because I'm excited to sit back, listen to you guys talk, and then when I see a point that I could intervene and be like, mm. and ask you a question and dig deeper in that, All right. I'm going to. So it's going to be fun okay. for me, too. So just let everybody know what you do and give us a little background on how you've come to the conclusion as to what you wanted to do in life and how early you did that because that impressed the shit out of me well well i think that's the kicker here so i took the school route and i decided that i was going to be a lawyer from Ooh. probably i don't know like, like the womb yeah <laughs> <laughs> like early dude we knew we knew fairly early, probably when I tested Daddy out a bit. But um, I were you just like good at that? I, no, did you find I, it I interesting? I was just sold, honestly. I was just sold. Maybe it was like a movie, I, like the I lifestyle of a lawyer. So one thing that I, your nickname was Radar. So my dad used to be like, "Yo, Radar," because she would catch any like any bullshit. Like if you were kind of <laughs> lying or if you were just kind of beating around the bush, she'd be like, "Uh, I have a question," and she would question everything. Yes, it was really loud. So then we got to lower my volume. Move the mic away from your mouth. Yeah, it's, we're good. Okay. 
So clearly, it was when I was younger that I decided that this was the avenue that I wanted to explore, and I put my blinders on. And I'd say probably as as early as fourth grade, fifth grade, maybe even a little bit sooner. But I put my blinders on at that time. You knew that if you wanted to be a professional, if you wanted to have a career, you were going to college, you went to grad school, you were going to get your doctorate, and that was the end of it. And I was one of the select few, I want to say, at this point. Very select few. Yeah. Holy shit. That fourth, I knew. fifth grade, that you knew yes. what you wanted to do? I, yes. Um, it wasn't an easy path. I hit hurdles that I didn't think that I was going to hit because school always came easy to me, and Frank, you get to test to that. Yeah. I mean, it. there were some times where I was like, screw this, fuck this, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to even attempt this anymore. At one point, I was putting in my uh, my application to be a teacher, which, trust me, if I ever became a teacher, we'd all be fucked. Yeah. We'd all be screwed. <laughs> Done. But I, it, it wasn't easy. But I kept my blinders on, and I kept going, and I kept moving, and then eventually I got the career that I wanted. And now we're here. All right. Yeah, and also just kind of the, the things that have driven you to kind of follow that path. So you're... Let's let's dig deeper because we both share the same family. We share the same parents, and their influence on us, I feel like, is very, very important, and it's an integral aspect to our lives. I think it's it's the number one thing that we have. Um, just to give a little background on our parents, we there's a generational gap, but it's a gap that has been obviously it's it's a natural progression, mm-hmm. and uh, you have parents who came from who are descendants of immigrants right. on both sides. And the motto was to work harder. Mm-hmm. And by work, at the time, given the lack of technology, all manual, all manual labor, all stubborn Italians. Yeah, and if and if you were fortunate enough, you would have the opportunity to go to college. And college meant that you were set. And college this was, was the your, world. It was this the is way your, out. It's your fallback. It was the only way out. Yeah, yep. like you could just kind of lay back and take that degree through life as if it was your vehicle, you know. And that and that's something that we were taught as a kid, or it was glorified when we were younger. And that's what really pushed both of us to aspire to be professionals. I mean, when I was younger, my goal was to make as much money as I possibly can because that was the, the that was part of the... The college the, uh, dream, right? It was a college Almost, dream, like, but it, it was like the dream that was instilled in us. Um, we grew up re- very fortunate. We came right. from a, a family of money, it and was- that, that seemed to be like the center of our pursuit for mm-hmm. everything. It was always the... the common denominator for everything we did i think that well if i what i think ends up happening is with our parents anybody's parents from i say anybody but if you are of the ages let's just say of like nine you were born in 1982 let's just say to 1994 the generation wise right your parents millennial. yeah a millennial mm-hmm. your parents worked their asses off to get to where they essentially are now mm-hmm. Some of them have degrees, some of them don't. Some of them have just been hardworking blue-collar workers, and they made a platform for themselves and, and a comfortable living for their kids. I think every single person who has now a millennial child has at one point or another thought or said, I'd like to make it a little bit easier for my kid. I want to instill an ethic within my child that will make it a little bit easier for them to succeed than it was for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's essentially where we came from. That's where our parents' mentality was. I mean, our, listen, our parents were not school people at no, all. Not well, at let, all. Me, let me tell you a little about my parents, well, my father to be more specific. Not only was he 
raised on a farm. So him a farm a f- in Italy, a farm. He Your came. Dad was raised on a farm in Italy. Yeah. Really. Life let goals. me let me tell you the story. <laughs> My grandparents, same house. They live. They grew up in in Italy. Same farm. Never worked a job in their life. They you grow your own food. You kill your own animals. And if you want money, you sell a goat. Okay. <laughs> so how much is a goat? A lot of money, bro. <laughs> A lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where my father grew up. My father was the oldest child. So when he, his mom had the sister and then the two twins, the you know mom and dad were always on the farm. My dad, at the age of nine, had to start taking care of his little baby sisters and brothers, mm-hmm. and then work the farm. Just like you said, everything was hands. Mm-hmm. You made money. You worked. You lived with your hands. He came to the, this. To, bleep, he came to this country at twenty-one. And he, he prides himself on this story. He always goes, the second day I was in the United States, I started working. And I've been working since. <laughs> like that's a like, go-to damn, mantra. Dude, right? So, <laughs> so five bucks I, in my work, pocket. Bro, I walked five miles in the snow. <laughs> Every morning to... So he prides himself on it. And it's true. Since the second day he's been in the United States, since he was 21 years old. I don't even know what fucking year, but he's 54 now. He has been working every single day. With his hands, uh, uh, construction. Since the day he came here. So then when I come in, and I'm like, I'm going to stop school, and I'm just going to (laughs) podcast. Golden Dad, I'm I'm going to make YouTube videos. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like, and I get it. I get YouTube videos. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I get that he sees nothing in what I'm doing. Nothing. And it sucks. And I don't blame him. Uh, yeah, that's bro. the part I that life, sucks. His whole life is him. hands, yeah. manual labor. You work for your money. You yeah. don't. You don't put up a picture and on Instagram uh, and get and money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think that that's the root of the issue today, where kids feel like they're not fulfilling their lives because culture is one way, and then careers are something that doesn't even. They don't mesh. They don't mesh with our culture today and no. what we find funny, what we find interesting, what has we find nothing to do with our adventure careers. in. It's not things that we do for work. And I think we've advanced well, so far as a society that we don't have the the same struggles that we used to. So it's not like your time is put into things accomplishing those struggles. Like, I think that the the kid the kids the people today are a little bit I want to say smarter or more realistic with today's climate and what. We have more information at our fingertips. Correct. So, so yes, just a little bit more. I mean, I chose the school route. Mm -hmm. Wait, so I have a question, though. Are you a lawyer right now? Yes. Okay. So you went through and you never stopped and you fully pursued. So I did. Go into detail. Help us. Okay. So I graduated high school in 2007. I always wanted to go to St. John's University in Queens. I went to St. John's. I was sick of college because I felt like I was stagnant there and I just wanted to get to my law school career at that point in time. So I accelerated my undergrad career and I finished in three years instead of four. Um, I graduated with a 4.2 and I said, okay, well... Fucking bonus points. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Over sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle. Goddamn. So I graduated with a good GPA thinking that it was going to yeah. be easy to get into law school at that point. And I was like, ah, I'll take that entrance exam. No problem. Well, $7,000 later in yeah, a private yeah. tutor because it was four times that I had to take that entrance exam. Really? The LSAT? Oh, yeah. Do you mm. not remember? I remember that, yeah. I was I, like, entrance exam? 
Oh, LSAT. No. Okay. How many books did I have? Oh my to- god, have- this was the most stressful time of my life. <laughs> like, this had nothing to do with me, and I was like, "Shit, she's upset home- all the time." I'd come home and be like, oh, "I don't know if this is for me." And at one point, like I said, I I was like, "I'm just gonna be a teacher." My my dad was like, "You cannot be a teacher. Yeah, there point. is no way that you could be. You are not teaching the young people of today's society." So anyway, <laughs> so I took the entrance exam four times. I, and with that meant that I took a year off between college and law school, mm-hmm. and I worked full-time. So that was, ding, 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 rude awakening. All of a sudden, for the first time, I had worked in the actual corporate world for the first time. What did you do? And what was it? Yeah. I was a paralegal. Okay. So I, I worked at a firm, and it was literally like I was a fish out of water. So now there's someone that excelled in college, right? So I got my bachelor's degree in science. In honors and everything, and I'm thinking I'm on top of the world. I could do anything that I want because I have a real college quick, degree. Bachelor's degree in science? Yeah. Political science? No, science. Science. It, it's newsflash, it, Frank. Get to know your okay, sister. So, Is that? <laughs> but in science, <laughs> she's no, no. Bachelor, not science like not like Hippocratic. Is that what stuff. your your yeah, your no, degree says? Science. science. Correct. What the and, fuck? And math, Frank. And math. And no, math? I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, no, no, no. no. Now you're math. fucking me. Now I'm getting punked. No, it, it's bachelor's of science because. It was like a legal studies degree. Okay. So it's bachelor's of science. Got it. Yeah, I don't get that either. No, because I would have been mad confused. Regardless. I mean, what you're saying makes a lot of sense because the education system isn't real experience. Correct. It's it's completely separate. Well, here I'm thinking I'm on top of the world. I'm I'm magna cum laude, whatever the hell it is. I could do anything. I'm thinking I'm smarter than anybody in this planet. And I'm walking around going like, I don't know shit about the real world. You don't have I didn't even know how to balance a goddamn checkbook. I still don't. I'm a lawyer. I don't know how to balance a checkbook. Yeah, no. because it's like you become a, a professional subordinate. Like, okay, I, give me the stuff. I will then, I will figure it out. Give me, give yeah, me a template. I'll learn what you give me and that's yeah. it. Give me a template and I can follow that. So just fast forward so that we can get to the nitty gritty. I ended up getting into law school. I ended up on a scholarship. So luckily it all worked out. And I graduated top of my class. And now at this point, now you're thinking, okay, I graduated with a bachelor's. And I was a little bit of a fish out of water. But now I have a doctorate. So now this is what society tells me, that I will end up with a professional career. I'm going to end up in that office in the sky. Well, this is the, this is the golden egg. This, this is, is what you're yeah. fucking you can't get trying to get. Yeah. This. You, you this cannot get any higher than this. Now it's like, okay, show me the money. Yeah, no, show me the debt. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they said. You show, show us the money. Show me the debt. And it was legitimately the the biggest wake-up call of my life. And Frank could tell you, mm-hmm. I walked out of school with about... And, and just a uh, I'm little, disgusted. I'm, I don't even know how Hold on, no, I'm going to give you the, I'm gonna I'm give gonna you the number. Up. I was extremely fortunate that I finished my undergrad in three years and my parents had paid for it. I'm very happy, very appreciative. And that was $90,000 that I did not have to repay. Oh, my God. But Already. on a scholarship of <laughs> on a scholarship to Way get a doctorate, it. okay, a scholarship, a hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars worth of debt. Now, now, Ugh. do you want to know what the starting salary was that I was offered for someone who graduated top of their class? Doctorate. Okay, a doc. I am a doctor. Frank's <laughs> Frank. Oh, please, Frank's sister is a doctor. I was offered about fifty. Oh my god. Fifty two. I, I make more serving That's at a restaurant. That's the point. I make more serving. Mm-hmm. Unreal. 52. As 52. a lawyer. And now you tell your grandparents you're a lawyer and you can't even pay your gas. Oh my god. Unreal. 
Absolutely unreal. And I think that that I so many people have that issue, and they mm-hmm. not even they don't even have the doctorate. They don't even have the dignity of well, having that there, topic. There are a lot of stupid fucking majors title. out there that you do not need to get. Absolutely. In, in order to, I mean, I was just talking to someone the other day, who who's uh, telling me how they're going back to school now. They took like two years off. They're going back to school for business marketing. Four years and all this money. And I look at them, and so I know you don't know about me, but I've started so many companies. I've built so many websites. I've marketed. I've sold products. I've made a lot of money with products. I've I've been through the whole marketing thing. Mm-hmm. Not one degree in marketing. I haven't paid any money to learn. I, I learned by jumping in and doing. And that's the thing. Experience. So I'm looking at this kid who's telling me he's about to spend, you know, four years in college. What's four years average? 30K? He's about to spend four years and thirty thousand dollars. Each year. Wait, well, where, depending on wait. where you go. What if he goes to like Farmingdale State or something? Uh, I okay. think you're, okay. So, so anyways, I'm looking at him and I'm like, I don't know how to tell him because he's just not a motivated person. He's someone, who, and and that's the problem. And I was that's just like, I was like, dude, you don't have to do that. I was like, everything I know, a company would hire me like this over your four-year degree because you don't know anything you're doing. Yeah. So, it's the real-world experience is worth so much more. So that's essentially now what me and Frank the other day were just talking about because I said, you know, it's so funny. You sit here in the debt. I'm in the career. I wouldn't change, let's just preface, I would not change my career for the world. I do love it. There are some days where I'm cursing it. I love my job. I absolutely love it. I ended up landing in a firm where now I have two I hope girls. you're making a little bit more. I'm making a slight bit more. <laughs> but I have two young kids. My husband works. I'm very fortunate that we have family nearby. Are these your girls up here that I see yeah. every day? Yeah. Yeah. They're Those so are my These, are, the, these are Frank's <laughs> nieces that are always making a play on his Instagram uh, yeah. story. Shout out to Snoozy and Snugs. <laughs> they are so adorable. Which, by the way, today they're like, we go play with Uncle Frankie, and we go hide, and he go find me, and he scare me. Yeah, so. Hell anyway, yeah. macho Frank, but anyway. Good job, Frank. Hey. They're pulling my testosterone a little <laughs> bit every single day, and I'm wondering where it's going. I don't I'm know. pissed, <laughs> but I love them, but I'm kind of pissed. But I think what we're trying to get at is that society tells you that this is now what you need to do in order to be successful. And I think that our generation is pulling back a bit now because we're getting a little bit smarter and we know the cost of a dollar. And we also know that at this point in time, in order to be successful, you don't need to exchange time for money. And I think that a lot of individuals they come out of high school they're told okay we need to go to college now in order to gain a successful career and in order to make money so they go to college and they don't really know exactly what it is that they want but they think that college is the answer Mm -hmm. but no college is not the answer because if you don't know exactly what you want to do and even if you did know what you wanted to do the cost of a dollar is not the same as it was years ago and neither is a degree i mean look it's the market i just want to capitalize on what you just said about a degree and getting a job I don't know if you guys know this, but just, I think it was two or three days ago, I read this article, Apple, IBM, and Google took off a degree, having a degree as a requirement to work for them. Did you guys know that? that, Did you know that? I wish they would have done that earlier. Bro, they, think about what that's going to do. Google and Apple and IBM, the three three biggest companies in the the entire world, don't require a college degree anymore. Do you know how much Google revenue... how much they made last year? $21 billion. And do we know the model, their their structure, how it is that, like, their, their workplace model? Oh, their workplace model yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is yeah. the top top of the line. I don't for even think they know what a quality tie looks like. But <laughs> the, main, the main thing is that if these big companies realize that just because you have a degree doesn't mean 
I want you working for me, mm-hmm. everyone's going to follow them. 100%. And I'm, I don't know where this but is going to go, yeah. but this is awesome. And I really what it's think... going to do, I'm awesome sorry. For no, go, awesome go, 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 for go. you, maybe. I'm still sitting in my yeah. debt. No, no, come <laughs> on. You got to gotta be happy for everyone to progress. Oh, no, I'm, under, no, listen, so, I'm so, in. But what this is going to do is it's going to force the educational, the education system to sit back and change the way they are teaching kids. Mm-hmm. Change Good. the way the payments are and the way the structure of education because the structure of education right now, I could, it's fucking Absolute trash, garbage. dude. Uh, I mean, so just last night, uh, my girlfriend, his name, her name's Caitlin. She's at Malloy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has one more year until she graduates Malloy uh, and is a full-time nurse. Oh, nice. So uh, leaving Malloy, she's going to have 130K in debt. Huh. Okay. Does she want to sit on my cushion too? <laughs> but, but thankfully for her as a nurse, she's going to start off with 90K a year. Correct. Thankfully, but but regardless, she's gonna be twenty two years old with one hundred thirty k in debt. Like, yeah, that it is sucks. disgusting. Well, it's the same. Not to go ahead. It's, go ahead. it's the same concept, but let's just say hypothetically, like a hospital. Let's just say she wants to go work in a hospital. Sometimes they're unionized, and there is a certain amount of money that they could start paying a starting nurse. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's just say hypothetically speaking, in a law firm or a private practice where a doctor works, there's no regulation. Right, so yeah, you can get paid fifty-two thousand dollars and walk paid. around. Yeah. And, but listen, no matter what, it just it sucks because you're sold the dream, you're sold the means to get to the ends, and you're thinking when you get there, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm I'm ready for this, and you're sitting there and 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 you probably sacrificed everything for your education. A hundred percent. You sacrificed your open to, mind. What I wanted to say I about Caitlin. my life if you think yeah. about it. No. What I wanted I to say about Caitlin is that. Just last night, uh, she got out of school uh, late, or she was studying or something, and she's she, because it's Malloy, and just she has to take these prereqs. She's in a religion class because it's a religious school. Super important. And she, dude, she's in a music class. She's paying forty thousand dollars a year for to be told you have to take a music class. You want to be a nurse? You have to take. So, anyways, she's <laughs> she's trying to. You can imagine as a nurse the things you have to know. Mm-hmm. And she works hard. She's I, I give her props. She works hard to study everything. But now on top of that, she has to study all this music stuff. And you bet your ass that music teacher is shoving homework down all their fucking throats. Like, of course they are because yeah. it's an she's elective and really important. with so yeah. much homework from music and religion and then her nursing career. And then she has work. She works as a um, in the hospital already at Northwell. Mm. She has all these things and she calls me and she was like, she was overwhelmed. And she's saying, I'm so backed up with work right now. I'm so stressed. I can't sleep because I have to do all this. She starts naming off and going. And in my head, since I'm not in school, and I'm, I sit back and I look at it at the big picture. And I'm like, this is not the way to learn. Nope. If you're a person trying to learn something, this is not the way to learn. You are, you are structured for failure. And it's disgusting because she's trying to do something good and be a nurse and save lives and change things. And, and you are, you're like, okay, you want to you learn how to be a nurse? You're 19 years old. You're like, you want to start learning to be a nurse? Here's take out a loan for 130k. We'll teach you, and you got to do all this bullshit, and you're gonna be stressed like nothing else. And we're gonna shove all this random shit it's down your so throat, stupid. and then you're gonna come out with that much debt it's at 22 years insane. old. And it's like, that's not learning. Learning should be very meticulous and a, a nice, easy path. But sure, it should be difficult, but not. To the point where your life is an avalanche falling. Do you know what the first thing that they told me once I actually stepped foot as an attorney into an office was? All the stuff that you learned the past three years, 
or to Throw go it out away. The <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. So you mean to tell Hungry. me all the blood, sweat, tears, money, l- money, yes, all the all the sleepless nights, all the uh, got a Red Bull coffee Adderall Ugh. that you could think of, okay, oh means absolutely nothing now. So now when I took ten years off my life yeah. to study, passed the bar exam, the anxiety that we had, that means nothing. And they say no, because at this point, real world experience is the only thing that's going to drive you. You're starting from zero, real world experience. Like what you guys are doing now, like you just said, a podcast. No one teaches you how to do a podcast. We jumped in. teaches you. Jump straight in. But you get in and and college, if you don't realize, college is trying to mirror that with these clinicals, right? And these hands-on labs and these these externships. It means nothing. They're marketing this this sweet thing that they think maybe oh well since we're going to put you in a real life situation this is your experience these are your clinicals these are going to be your labs you know like i did when i was pre-med i went into i had biology <laughs> I, I was pre-med <laughs> for like 40 minutes i, I had a biology and chemistry and instead of sitting down and you know having models and having labs and having you know doing the experiments ourselves we were just sitting there watching a teleprompter or whatever the fuck they're called. Uh, I guess you say teleprompter, right? Projector. Uh, projector, that thing. <laughs> so we're sitting there looking at these slides, and, and they're just giving us underlined word, definition. Underlined just word, next slide. definition. Next slide, next slide. Take the notes. I had a we're gonna give memory. You. That's how I got through 19 years of school. Yeah, it, they're like, all right, I, so I just take that. these words and memorize them. Put them in your memory bank. But you don't have Google or anything to find these definitions. You know what I was getting pissed at with school? Last semester, because I dropped out finally. There's mm-hmm. more value in this and more learning in this than anything school's ever taught me. What I was pissed at is that now with these smart boards and slides, like you're saying, the teachers would just run through fucking chapters. Slide. You blah, 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 blah. Slide. Next. Boom, boom, boom. And there's no time to write anything. You just print out the slides. And then I go home and have to study on my own. So I'm sitting there like, I just spent $3,000 a semester to have someone just hand me a textbook. That I paid four hundred dollars yeah. for, <laughs> and I have to go home and just study it myself. I'm, what the fuck is this person it, doing? How here? about when the answers to the the final are known, right? Don't tell me that no one's had this experience. Uh, uh. Answers to the final are known, and they're posted somewhere. You don't even have to go to the class. All you have to do is show up the first day, write your name down, sign your name, never show up for another how many, How long is this semester? 12 weeks and you come back you come back and you just memorize the answers to the exam because the professor never changed what are you learning there what are you learning what are you paying for you're playing a game we're taking part in this giant game and it's it's capitalism taking advantage of our hopes and dreams in a country that should be you know for us and it's marketed to us that this is the way to be and this is in part it's society as a whole but society is made up of people and those people have kids, and those are our parents of that generation, of Generation X. Is mm-hmm. that who they are? Yeah. Sure, yeah. So that's uh, the ones before us. And for them, going to school, was that was the pinnacle of learning. That was the place where all the books were, where all the professionals were, where the PhDs were, and that's where the, the information was disseminated. Not Google, not YouTube, where you could have people like Jordan Peterson, who is one of the most articulate and smart people. Uh, psychologist on this planet he's a clinical psychologist and he articulates human nature and how we go about all the issues in society on his youtube channel 
that is a lecture. It's his lectures from school. So everybody who goes on to, who has access to the internet also has access to the University of Toronto's uh, curriculum. Professor. Yeah. They have access. It's for free. It's on YouTube. It's how, so different. Like the education evolution, so different. the evolution of of humans and how we approach education versus the evolution of technology. They're so f- that gap is so far At missed point, that it's awkward now. Now it's just oh we're sitting there like we all know that's what's why going I'm excited on. This is so to stupid. see because of Google, IBM, and Apple because they did that. I'm ex- so excited to see where this is going to lead because yeah. shit's gonna change now. Oh, it's gonna. Crumble. I mean, it's already changing. But it was it was it wasn't anything significant with major businesses, and now that they did that, yeah. it's I I can't even fathom yeah, what it it's going to be. Just be. Hearsay. But it, it was us talking about it. It was, was it, being you know. sold the goods, right? I mean, yeah. unless you had a complete passion, which I will I will concede, I had a complete passion for law. It, whether you paid me a dollar, whether you paid me one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, it didn't matter. I had a passion for it. But there are some people that they go and get these careers because they think that this is the avenue that they have to explore or in order to influential. get influential. Correct, because Generation X. I don't know if Generation X who is our parents, mm-hmm. at this point in time, they are the generation that has spent the most money on houses, clothing, and eating out in all of generations, right? They're also the only generation that only hold 35, 35% of them hold professional degrees. So figure that one out for a second. Yeah. So only 35% hold professional degrees and went to college. But yet they still, at this point in time, spend the most on homes, clothing, all the things that now, let's just say millennials, are struggling struggling to get, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I own a home now. I'm very fortunate, but my husband doesn't have any student loans. Why? Because he didn't choose the college route, and he got a career where he's making four times as much as I am. Oh, God. Figure that no. one out. So yeah. I have a question for you. If you still wanted to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. but didn't want to redo that school route, Okay. What do you, th- not what could you have done? Because I don't think there's really anything you could have done. But what changes do you see would have been beneficial? So in other words, if school wasn't to restructure, even if it was school, almost. but like, like what how what you, you went through, yeah, school? what you went through, what would be beneficial to change? Because I mean, obviously okay. for nursing or for teaching or for a lawyer, you need to go through education and learn stuff. Correct. You need to. Mm-hmm. So I would say at this point in time, there shouldn't be a structured bar exam because the bar exam is going to teach you the bar exam tests you on every single avenue of the law whether that be contracts business uh torts which is like personal injury uh everything federal federal law new york law because we're in new york i personally do workers compensation law which is structured only to new york it's also an administrative law so the bar never taught us any or never tested us on workers compensation nor did my law school ever teach us workers compensation law so when i got out of law school and i decided to embark in workers comp i didn't know anything about workers comp so what i personally think is that there shouldn't be a structured educational system if you want to actually go to you want to be an attorney you want to go to law school fine Pick an avenue or a route, what type of law that you want to specialize in. And start in it right away? You should then... Like an internship? Right. Big firms should then take on these students, let's just say, right? And so that they get the experience, the hands-on experience, the things that they would need to know, the nitty-gritty, getting their hands dirty, going to court, speaking with Shadowing judges. Shadowing people. They, yes. It's like an institutionalized now, internship. They well, you know, do, I, I can't. I'm so happy you ex- said that because I have... They do get externships. Like, I had 
plenty of externships. I had plenty of internships. But you still don't learn anything because these uh, these firms that take you on are taking you on for one reason or another. Like they basically labor. think that you're doing they're doing you a favor and you're thinking that you're doing them a favor because as the student you're thinking that you're giving them free free work and labor and they're thinking well I'm giving you experience so just sit there and just look the part so no one's really getting anything out of it if you actually had an educational system that actually gave you hands-on experience and when I say hands-on I don't mean an externship or an internship I mean things that you're you're eventually going to do on your own and and yourself without a grading system because I think that's the other issue yeah. yeah I'm so used to a grade which I'm sure we're gonna talk about I'm so used to a grade that when now in the real world in my own firm let's just say if I don't get some type of feedback mm -hmm. or some type of assurance that I'm on the right path I crumble yeah. I know what the hell I'm doing but I've if you're not going to, if you're you went not through going 10 to tell years 19 19 years? 19 oh, yeah. years oh, yeah, that's school. true. I was just thinking of and college. And I'm used to a grade. And that grade gauged where I was going. And that grade was a positive reassurance that I was on my right track. It built my confidence. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm gunning. No one's standing in my way. I just got an A. Get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. But now I'm standing in, in the real world where I haven't heard from my boss in four weeks. What the? Am I getting fired? I haven't heard from you in four weeks. Is everything okay? Right. Should I take your temperature? Your blood pressure okay? Yeah. I, I'm thinking to myself, like, uh, I'm on the chopping block. And then you go to Never almost, like, speak to them, yeah. and it's like, well, why the hell are you bothering me? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just making sure I still have a job. You know, I'm still kicking. Yeah, and then they're not used to that because I think our parents are more autonomous, and mm -hmm. they had less structure. And I think this structure has oriented us and, like, put us in a slot. And now we're, we have blinders on, but we didn't choose to. And we're, we're, we've been, con we've been like almost manufactured mm -hmm. to be these positive feedback, these immediate positive feedback loop seeking people. We want that immediate, like, you're doing good. You're doing good. Keep going. And you're doing good. Keep going. you're not doing good, just tell me so that I could change it. Yeah. So I love that you said, um, oh, the thought just left my mind. Oh, I love that you said that you should go into straight just experience because for the past year and a half, I've been in school to be a physical education teacher, a gym teacher. And I'm going semester after semester. And I always said this. I always said, you could even ask Caitlin like a year, like, not a year ago, but a while ago. I was like, if they would just put me in a fucking school and just shadow a teacher mm -hmm. for one semester, I would be the best gym teacher ever. Yeah. But fuck one semester. Let's just say I did it for two years. Mm -hmm. One semester, I shadowed this teacher at this school. Another semester, I shadowed a teacher at this school four times, four semesters. And I mean, like, I clocked in with them in the morning and I left when they left, shadowed them hardcore. Boom. I'm the best fucking teacher ever. And I don't have to take uh, religion class and music class. Frank, what and did our gym teachers look like? And then look at Joe. Uh, right? <laughs> There's just a bunch serious? of dad bods. <laughs> the bunch of dad bods with a plain edge t-shirt on. But was like, that okay. was always my thought that I mean, this no, schooling... No I'm supposed teacher, to do this schooling. My parents are telling me do this schooling to be a gym teacher and a gym teacher only. And I'm so far from it. I have no clue what it's like to be a fucking gym teacher. Yeah. And I'm three years deep in this bullshit. Because our and parents I have no are clue. given that. And I'm being told, do it, do it, 
do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I'm, I'm nowhere near a gym teacher. No. Yeah. I'm still a fucking kid relying on everyone to tell me what to learn, to tell me what to do, and I'm nowhere near a gym teacher. Exactly. And they and don't teach you how to mind. learn. They don't teach you how to learn and actually be interested in what you're... Because right now, right? So just to give a little background, we are currently embarking on something that we have no fucking clue what we're doing. We have laptops open. <laughs> we love fitness. We love health. And we love just we the have overall a psychology and a of our society and what's going on in our generation. We would like to give guidance to to the things that we know that works for us why do we know what works for us because we've implemented ideas that we thought were super interesting and since they were so interesting we were relentless in our pursuit and now we're watching it materialize and as we watch it materialize that's the positive feedback loop that we've been looking for through school except now it's from us for us it's not from someone else for us it's from me my thought put into action and now i'm getting the positive feedback loop that is how we need to teach everybody everything and that needs to start in the high school level i feel like we're we're mature enough by the time we're 15 i feel like we're mature enough to say i'm interested in that type of shit how about maybe just having by 10th grade you just slice off those last two grades I'm stealing this from the Joe Rogan podcast. If that's what you were listening to. No, I because he structured you, it and it was really. I need to tell well. you about my cousin in France. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, slice exactly off the last saying. two years of college of uh, I'm sorry of high school. So your your junior and senior years, mm-hmm. and having those as uh, you ch- you could choose to go into a trade school. You could choose to do an internship. You could well, choose to go into any career field. I, I could have done that in custom. elementary school. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Relax. <laughs> so what you just said right there. You just said 15 years old, you're old enough to pick a trait you're interested in and go yeah, to it. You're entitled to an interest at that My point. My cousin in France is 15. He's there's their, their education system is structured different. Like high school is different ages. Like there's, there's different schooling ages, but regardless, he's 15 and he's, he got to, he's interested in like this, uh, engineer farming computer system thing that they do. I don't fucking know what it's called. What's with your family and farms? I mean, that's awesome. Well, I mean, my, France my, is super, my super father and mother both came here from my mom from France, my dad from Italy when they were 20. Oh, that's awesome. So my entire family's over there right now. Actually, really? my, yeah. My mom's over there too right now. She just left yesterday. Oh my Anyways, my cousin is 15 years old and he was interested in something and that's it. He's in there like a trade school at 15 mm-hmm. and he's working side by side with the people who work in this job and he's like, on these trucks and he's working with engineer software and he's 15 and he's just he's like done like it's weird over there because i don't know it fully but he's done with school 15 and he wanted this one thing and he's basically shadowing now shadowing and learning at 15 so by the time he's and he doesn't pay for it the companies take it on the companies are like yeah you want to learn like come with us we'll teach you well so now 100% what you said is 100% true and I think what we're saying about the educational system what could be changed with the educational system is great what I'm trying to get at right here Frank's Frank's distracting me with the microphone we just want good quality for our people that's fine so there's misconceptions and stereotypes of generation Y right like millennials and that's that we're spoiled we're entitled we're sheltered right that we set the bar too high we're entitled we have little experience and that we're lazy we have poor work ethic I don't think that's millennials I think that's that's generation X no that thinks that we are that way no I think generation X is generation is the young ones right no 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 no, no. who are the young ones right now sorry generation y is from just say millennial for that one millennial fine millennial generation generation z is is 1990 let's just say four the up and coming little little 
ladies and gents, are Z. Z. Okay, Z is the one I'm pretty sure who are thought of as entitled and oh, no. we're thought of yeah. as entitled? I don't yeah. think so. Oh, yeah, we really? are. Really? I mean, they're even more. They're just... We are labeled the millennial. I just had this argument with my brother-in-law who happens to be like 75. I'm just kidding. You know, he, <laughs> he, no, I'm just kidding. He's, he's a little bit old. He's older. And what? He Give was an saying, age. No, I'm not doing that. I'm Your brother-in-law? Who the yeah. fuck is your brother? Oscar. Oh, okay. So there you go. name drop. <laughs> there you go. He, he's Oscar's in. His, listen, he's not 40. old. He's he's in his forties, and he said something about his his children who happen to be in their twenties. And we were speaking about being millennials, and I was like, yeah, these these millennials. I I was guilty of it. I said something about millennials, and he was like, well, what are you talking about? You're a millennial. I was like, I'm not freaking a millennial. I went to college. Oh, that, that, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> mean logic. anything. And I was like, no, I'm I I got a career. I'm good. He goes, Angela. You're a millennial. I'm like, wait, what? And I started to look at it. I was like, oh, shit, I'm a millennial. I'm, I'm that st- quote-unquote stereotype that everyone talks about. And I'm like, but I, I don't understand why. How do I fit that stereotype? I went to school. I worked hard. I, I spent thousands on school. I mean, besides but the fact that it's a giant false uh, generalization. That's what it comes down to. So now I'm in a career where all these old, and when I say older, I mean like people who are seasoned in our career look at us as the newbies and they have a stereotype of us like like i said the spoiled entitled and where do you come at us thinking that you're going to start with a salary the way that you're asking us to or the amount that you're asking for that matter and i think that there a stereotype always comes from somewhere right i mean at some point it it stems from something but i think that there's a lot of misconceptions and i think one of the misconceptions is that the older generations don't realize where we are coming from and how we're learning and mm-hmm. what we're learning and and the mechanism that we're growing with the educational system for instance like again what did college look like 20 years ago it was what, the institution of like? learning it was you, the place I wasn't, to learn i got forced to take theology and and statistics and all these i'm i'm an attorney that that, that doesn't necessarily work I'm a fucking for me. gym teacher I have to do all that. <laughs> that's exactly. But that's that's the thing with my 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 parents like they don't get what school like you just said they don't get what school is like now no. and that it's such a waste of fucking time. It, it's and, an excuse to party. And I'll tell I'll try and explain to my dad like like look at this. Why am I taking this? And his response is just do it. You have to. Do because it. Because they came from like, a generation No, where... I don't want to do this. This is not what I signed up for. Yeah. Not so, what I signed up for. So that's when I. And you want me to pay for it too? I started to get so interested in this, and and I was starting to talk to Frank, and I was like, yeah. I don't get. It. I mean, he's my little quote unquote little brother, but I look at him as a source of inspiration and a source of like he researches things that he's passionate about. He has a passion for fitness, a passion for for learning about the human body and the mind and everything like that. And I was like, but I don't understand. There's something wrong. There's a disconnect here, and and he it's hit it on. Way. He hit it on the head when he was like, well, you know what? It's because of the educational system. And and we're all so stuck in our ways, right? And our parents were, well, no, we're going to make it easier for you. And you need to go to college. And we didn't go to college. And you need to go there in order to get this this career that you want. And I think that whether it be government or the educational system, they realized and they played on that. And they said, okay, well, now that we know that everyone's going to be going to, to college, now, a bachelor's degree is going to be the equivalent of a high school degree. And if you want to actually have some type of career, a promising career, you have to go even further. Go get your master's. And I bet you after that, you still will keep going because I bet you even after that, you are not pigeonholed in a career that you love. I went to school with a kid, and I'll, 
a kid that moved to Maryland. He was top of our class. He moved to Maryland to go to school. He became a, a, a bartender in, I think it was like Ocean City. So it's a big vacation spot. And he would do that on the weekends. And he would go to school. And he started to realize, like, shit, I'm making more money being a bartender than, he ever will than what after. I probably will being, and I think he was going to school to be a teacher. And he was like, mm, all right, I'll, I'll stick with it. Do you know I am going to be 30 this year? So so is he. He still has not come back from Maryland because, and I just saw him at a wedding, and he told me, I will never leave my career down there because I make more money than anybody will ever make in the profession that I thought that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what will. Yeah, and also I think we conflate making money, which is making the living so that we could then do the things that we want to do with our time. And we conflate that with what is a a uh, what's a career that's going to give me dignity and something I can tell people that I do and feel good about that's it. That's what. Why I was, do I have to feel good gym about teacher. why it's I like, make I money? I can tell people. I have I know people who are strippers who have the best quality of life because they make money and then they get to do whatever the fuck they want to do. They don't get absorbed in their career. You could spend 16 hours a day working, busting your ass, and making $250,000 a year, but 16 of your precious hours are spent mm-hmm. doing the thing to make the means in which you then spend to have fun. When are you practicing having fun? You're when are not. You ex- when are you practicing enjoying your life? Well, that's the life? whole case with people who have uh, like just a fucking buttload of money and are extremely depressed. I'm talking millions of dollars yep. and you're just depressed because you fill your 16 hour of days with shit you don't want to do just for the money. And in the end, you know, the suicide rate is high with these people too. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it just, it shows, it makes sense. It makes sense. A lack of purpose. But I think that the disconnect really comes within the generational gaps. Like again, they, these kids are coming out of school now and they're going to, it's the first time in everyone's lifetime that there's four generations working underneath the same building. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone realizes No, that. it makes sense. It's actually. the, and I don't know the actual names, but it's the older, older demographic. And then it's Generation X. And then it's Generation Y. And then now it's Generation Z. All working underneath the same building. So now look at the technological advances that we've had. Whether that be the cell phone, the laptop, the internet, email, text messaging. Right? Communication has become such a shitty part. And I'm saying shitty because it's so different amongst all the demographics. So if I want to text my, let's just say I'm um, yep. Generation Z, and I want to say I'm going to be late for a hearing. Let's just say it's an attorney. I'm going to be late for a hearing. Do I text my boss? Is that inappropriate? Do I email my boss? Is he going to get it right away? Because maybe he doesn't check his email as much as I do because my phone is literally plastered to my ass, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these people, older generations, you don't have... Don't have yeah, you really don't have All right, fine. <laughs> All these old broads, they don't have... Yeah. No, just kidding. They don't have their phone <laughs> like, like attached Paul, to them. Right? I mean, it... it it's sick to think, yeah. but a lot of... I go of through the same fucking thing all the time with my colleagues and with my bosses. Like, the other day when I had the stomach virus, uh-huh. I had oh, to text... That, that I texted my boss... Yeah. <laughs> fucking my niece was just like, hey, by the way, I still got this. The and then just <laughs> sent us all to the bathroom. But I... I it's 10.30 at night, and I'm like, hmm... I'm texting my boss. So I text my boss, and no answer. I'm like, fuck. Fuck. Okay. I have, I'm gonna have to wake up and then, like present my case and, and then i get a text the, in the morning cue the assurance yeah and then I, I i exactly exactly so i'm looking for somebody to say hey frank it's okay you know like you know you're sick no big deal 
I, I then get a text at 10.30 a.m. Okay. 10.30? I should have started my shift like two hours ago. Now I don't know if I should come in. I don't know if it's okay if I'm not coming in. 10.30? Like, for me, if it was a millennial, they'd be like, right away. Bang. They'd say, okay, no big deal. And then I'd be... I'd be set. Instead of thinking, oh, should I call them? Should I send an email? Do I send an explanation point in my emails? Is that okay? No, because that's Speaking unprofessional. Yeah, exactly. It's unprofessional, which means I, the message didn't get across. So now you have this artificial prestige that we need to we need to this lens will, of prestige I, that we need to see our you lives. You will see if you if you check my inbox and my outbox, you will see the emails that I send to my clients, like like insurance companies and stuff like that. Clear as day, punctuation marks where they should be, capitals where they should be, because I'm, a th- I'm associating that that should be the professional way of thinking, right? The professional mm-hmm. way of writing. And then I know the bosses that I could send the shorthand to, like a text message, email, right? And, and I know that that's not going to be frowned upon. If I send it to certain partners, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, are they going to start judging me? Are they going to start, like, questioning my work ethic? Are they going to start thinking that I'm too lax? But the mm-hmm. best part about it is I think that everyone innately within their minds wants to be comfortable, mm-hmm. wants to be lax, would rather not wear the tie, let their hair down. I'm not saying have a 100%. free-for-all where, where you're having benders at work. I'm not saying that at all. But to just be a little bit more, again, the Google mentality. They don't get dressed. They have gyms within their their facilities. They mm-hmm. have child care. Well, it promotes and it stimulates work. Correct. Yeah, like... And they're happy because people are happy to exactly. be there. It's enjoyable to be there. It's not literally going there with a thorn in your side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the disconnect uh, with with engaging your students in what they're learning. And this is what I was kind of talking about before, what we were all talking about before, how the school system is structured so that you become a subordinate and you feel like you are less than the teacher and we're in this, like, top-down type of uh, con- uh type of environment where there's the superiors who are telling the inferior that's exactly and you're already taking on the this this uh, identity as a, the inferior and you're looking for direction and you're not passionate you can't be passionate if you feel intimidated it's that suppresses your your passion and the passion is the thing that's going to drive you to be the best version of you that you could possibly be and how come we can't toggle that because the structure is so fucked because these 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 boss and I, I don't mean to generalize i mean i'm sure that there's people or or places where they understand that the way that the educational system is and they empathize and and they structure their workforce to cater to people that have gone through the educational system but if you look at a boss let's just say he doesn't want to hear from you three four five he doesn't want you knocking at, or she doesn't want them knocking at their your door every single moment that you have they don't want to have 15 questions now at this point you're a pain in the ass you're a thorn on their side and they're going to want to kiss you goodbye and show you the door but that's how we have been taught that we need to speak with all these people we need to get assurances from them we need to be guided by them and and frankly it's not and i think that's heavily driven by the fact that whenever we used to put our mind to something in school it was for a test and that test had an immediate quantifier for how well we did right after it. And that was the thing that we looked for. That I wouldn't study for a test if I didn't get a grade. What the fuck does that matter? Like, if I'm going to listen in class and take in the information, and then that's how I learn. I'm not going to learn by studying for the test because that's just, you're constructing your learning process in a different way. Well, how about then? And what are you going to do to actually get a good grade on that test? I mean, I know what I did. 
and I know how yeah. I got through I school. I know exactly. Uh, yeah, Frank yeah, knows how I got cheating, through school. Bullshit and cheating, right? Uh, cheating, cheating, a little bit of Red Bull, a lot of pharmaceuticals <laughs> to the, the point whole, where I don't even know what the hell. That, that's wrong the with whole my quote: head. "Don't let school get in the way of your education." Yeah, I, I forgot who said I that love quote. That so much. But it's, I have just learned this recently. Now that I dropped out of school, I was telling my my dad that I'm learning more now than I ever have in any class and mainly because it's what I want to learn but I'm lucky that I have this this way of thinking that tells me to keep learning because most kids don't how do you most uh, kids let me ask you how, how do you learn like at this point like how do you know how you learn does that I make sense like, yes, 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 yes like what are 100%. outlets I use right. to learn um I use all everything available on the internet Okay. podcasting from people who are extremely fucking smart. I listen to them all. Uh, ScienceDaily.com. I literally I read, yeah, I read scientific, like, uh, literature. literature that comes out. And it's from the internet? Yeah. yeah well, it's from... reviewed sources it's that okay. are, yeah, that are just itemized, but they're, they're ordered in chronological order. And then I, I, ask... I make sure to follow people who are a lot smarter than me. And then also in real life, I surround myself with people who are a lot smarter than me, like Mike at Outlift, uh, you know, I, I, we talk back and forth and I absorb everything, but I'm lucky that I realized it's not school that's going to teach me these things. It's me that's going to teach me these things. And I constantly want to learn throughout my life, not just while I'm in college. So that's why we, we always throw around the term over here, growth minded. Mm -hmm. We're growth minded till the end. Like yeah. we just, we're hungry f to learn. We have lifetime students. Yeah. Lifetime students. But stop. What you were saying I is that school, school doesn't, <laughs> but in the structure, school in, doesn't teach you. I'm School the only one doesn't with notes teach you here, to learn right? like that. <laughs> hey, just fucking notes right there. Keep going. Now I was just saying, Sorry. school doesn't <laughs> teach you like that to learn. Yeah. School, like you were saying, Frank, is just hey, look at this PowerPoint, read it, memorize it. Don't even learn it; just memorize it for the test. And then once you take the test, that's it. Do you realize even like the outlets that you just said that you learn by? Like, I follow people. I have an internet source that I go to. Those are all things that like. 20 let's just say even 10 years ago what's following what what did you vet that internet source source like these are all things that it's it's so new it is so new and it's so, so scary new. like you know see, how new me, it is actually i have a funny so story i know you love this story frank um when i dropped out of college last semester voice crack right there when i dropped I out of college to say something and it happens <laughs> Dude, often, say it. this is the one time where i was like i want to say something now i'm 24 <laughs> still going through puberty apparently yeah. um when I dropped out of college last semester and I explained to my parents this and everything I want to do and pursue, oh, uh, <laughs> my stepmom literally looks at me like baffled and she's like, well, do you have like a, a business proposal and a business proposal? <laughs> <laughs> for who, her? No, for just like, because I was my own business. Yeah. So she's like, do you have a business plan and a proposal and everything? And I like, I was, I thought she was joking, but she wasn't. And I looked at her and I'm like... Uh, I didn't know what to say. I was like, that's not how it works anymore. Do I get anymore. down on one knee? Like, what do I do? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but like you're saying, 20 years ago, fuck yeah, you needed all that. You needed capital. You needed, because it wasn't possible. The, because I think that you guys, I say you guys, but this generation, you guys are more ballsy than ever before. And you have so much information at the tip of your fingertips and you see the people going forward with taking chances and how, look at the rise of MLM right multi-level marketing if you said 10 15 years ago that multi-level marketing was going to be like the rise of whatever like type of business structures that millennials mm -hmm. are going to look at right 
people are like, what the hell is MLM market? What's is it, is it actually on the rise? Because I'm yes. not really in that market, no, obviously. I don't really know. I'm not... I, I know, know, the, that I know it's, it's the pyramid 100%, scheme. Well, no, it, uh, potentially, but re- it could be. But my point just is it's a different corporate structure, right? It's a mm-hmm. different business model. Every every couple of years, some type of business model is coming out where everyone wants to jump on the new hype, right? because everybody, Because yeah. the technology, technology is evolving. So when we go to try to explain to our parents... This is now the avenue that we're going to explore, and we're not going to go to college, and we're not going to get a master's, a doctorate, a, a bachelor's. It's like, <gasps> what do you well, mean? Y- well, last podcast, they don't understand did you listen to the one with yes. Steve? Yes. Yeah. Last, it was. I thought it was I the funniest fucking thing. Because this would have never ha- Steve's story would have never happened just seven years ago, ten years ago, like you just said. He came home from <laughs> four years of school, working a full-time job, just got his full-time job in marketing. I mean, you listen to it. Mm-hmm. And he had to go home and tell his parents, hey, guys, I'm quitting everything, selling everything, and just traveling and making YouTube videos. He might as, he might as well have just said, I'm chopping off both legs. <laughs> I'm just never going to walk again. Like, I don't need His parents things. were just like, excuse me? Come again? Like, was that English? Yeah. I, didn't, I did not comprehend. But he was able to do that. And look at him now. He's making money and living a life. Doing that, just making Worth videos. living. Do you know that my <laughs> biggest life lessons ever learned was when I worked at a dealership? Yeah, the biggest real life lessons I have ever learned was when I was. I do want to capitalize. When did I that. start? When did Daddy you were, put what, us in 14? the You were no, no. You no, were like I was 16. 16. 16. Let's, let's, you worked at let's, let's give Everett a year. I think it was like 16. Okay, right, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. So, so we were grown. We grew up with good work ethic, no matter what. If if you wanted something, you were Work paying for it, for it yeah. on your own. Yeah. It didn't matter. I mean, I was working probably illegally. Actually, I know you. No, it was yeah. at, at a deli in our neighborhood from when I was twelve. Yeah, no, same here. And I had then, to save birthday money to buy myself yeah, no, my own trampoline. That's it. Yeah. No, <laughs> you want a trampoline? You fucking buy it at twelve years old, yeah, spending four hundred dollars on no, a trampoline. My birthday money stash was but it's large. True. Mine too. Man. Six, it was so funny. At sixteen, my dad was like, "You know what? I think it's time that you come work in Hempstead," and I'm like. Okay. All right. I'll come. For everyone I'll... listening, Hempstead is a uh, it's a pretty. It's pretty not the nice, best of areas. It's not the greatest. But regardless, it's ghetto you... as fuck. All right. There it is. <laughs> Just tell them. Let the people know. Oh, yeah. Hempstead, New York, ghetto as fuck. Yes. But it, he he made me go work at in this like little department where there was people of all different backgrounds, all different ages. I came from Plain Edge, Massapequa. It was like everyone was either Saturated like... Saturated in white people. It, it was it was the <laughs> biggest wake-up call I have ever had in my life to the point where I was culture shock. And not to say that yes. in a derogatory way, but it was like, no. okay, well, what am I... Like, I felt like a fish out of water. I had no idea how to react. I didn't know how to... Had a, but that gave you the best experience. But it gave experience. me the best experience. And I learned so much about cultures. I learned so much about individuals, how to speak to people. I learned how to... So I school's not how, like that. Now, We're sheltering no, kids. No, I, it's crazy, though. Cry, now, no, but it's, now it's like true because closets. Daddy did it to you, too. You then had like, to come work at the dealership. I had the exact same approach. So we had the same thing. At 16, we, I then became a porter for cars. So I was interacting with the clientele that would buy Toyotas and service their Toyotas in Hempstead. Mm-hmm. So just... It could literally be anybody, any demographic you could possibly think of was coming in there with any financial situation. You had anyone from richer, affluent white people to then just any race. But Garden any... City to Hempstead. That's yeah. what it came down yeah. to. And but from see, that... all this shock from this, from this new stimulant 
You're not going to learn that in school, especially now when they're just c- catering you every inch. I'm still speaking yeah. about like, this experience. Now we have after cry old... closets, bro. Yeah. You just get cobbled, cry like, closets. Don't even get me started on these figures. Think about school no, now. They're trying to. They're and that's to where the stereotypes come from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where it comes from. That's why from. the millennials get a bad rap. I but guess so. I, I think it was it. one yeah. of the most important things to I be. guess because I'm not involved in it and I don't surround myself with that type of people, yeah. I don't think as my generation is like that. No. Because yeah. no one that I surround myself with is like that. That you surround yourself right. with. Yeah. But do, have you noticed the people that you no longer surround yourself with that maybe we used yeah. to 100%. know? 100%. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking millennial. You know? Like, that is the definition of a millennial. Someone who is leeching onto their parents, who doesn't know how to appreciate and has gratitude for what they've been given. Like, for me, I have the utmost gratitude for... My dad putting me in that position at Toyota just to drive as cars much as around. we may have hated him at the time. I I, I honestly didn't just because ten dollars an hour was fucking crazy. <laughs> ten dollars an hour at sixteen was like, dude, what? Well, and yeah, and true. just opening up the door and seeing somebody that was not my same color as me, not my age, as a kid who grew up in a town where you did not see different cultures, your mind goes, whoa, how do I approach this? And you're completely open and objective. I didn't even think and you this was going to go there, so and that's much, so true. You learn so much about yourself because how you approach the situation. This is a new stimulus, and I am now introduced to it. This is just like exercise. There's always a parallel to exercise. There's a new stimulus involved, and now I need to overcome that stimulus, and my body and my mind will adapt, and then I will be stronger and more suitable to progress in the future. And that's exactly what happened here. And this is why I think my communication skills have increased. This is why I feel like I have way more empathy for anybody in any situation ever because I don't know what they started with, how they were groomed, their schooling, their teachers. Who are they? Who, who is this person? Give them a shot and let's hear them. That's why I think a college degree is absolute bullshit because it's a subjective market. That's someone who had the ability to go to school, didn't have to take care of their family, didn't have to take care of anything because they had shit. Us, think about how fortunate we were. We have a house. We have. We never had to worry about food on the table. We never had to worry about Christmas being kind of empty. It was like, oh, shit, I have we so much coming in. We were very fortunate, but we were also taught a very good work ethics so we, we were, were appreciative yes. of it but we had the perfect medium 100%. so like we never had to worry okay well i could go jobless for my first couple years in school if i wanted to at the time our right. work ethic would just wouldn't let us we wouldn't be able right. to but we could have we just physically could have it wasn't like i gotta i gotta pay for rent and go to school it's like none of that was true and then when you hear people who have those stories and they have to ride their bike to work and they can't drive a car i'm like holy shit there are people out there who are suffering let me put a better perspective on my life and then i decrease the demands that i have for my life because i understand more about the environment that's where the internet has shaped millennials because we know how bad it could be and if you are a responsible emotionally responsible person you could then put yourself in a position and say there's it's so much worse out there than what i have right now and if i humble myself and i lower my standards for what I want out of life I could still achieve a great life because I see people who don't have the money that we have or had the upbringing and they're happier than I was they were more confident than I was I was like how the fuck did you do that how are you getting there you don't have money you don't have all the things that I've I've chalked up to being like the pinnacle of, of existence how come that's not good so now when I approach my life I go I don't need that shit I don't need what was was uh, glorified to me as a kid. I don't want the mansion with the Ferrari in the front of it. I don't. I don't want it at all. What I want is to be happy and to feel the camaraderie around me, the people, everybody just kind of cheering each other on. That's when I'm at my best. And that doesn't cost money. So for me to then say, I'm going to quit my fucking, my Northwell job, which is making me almost six figures and I have all these benefits and I have all this shit. It's like, that doesn't matter Can to I me. Can I throw it out Fuck there that he's that. probably making more than I am? <laughs> 
it, with the, it's a joke. With the, it's a joke. I know. I'm, I'm but aware. it's unfulfilling. It's, crazy. it's unfulfilling, and it, it drives me nuts every single day. I'm like, I fucking hate this. But now looking back, I have a question, Justin. So looking back, would you still think that now being a gym teacher is your dream job? Oh, I would throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, <laughs> I was talking to uh, a friend of mine, uh, Mike from Outlift. I was talking to him today. And he's a, he's the gym owner that Frank and I go to sometimes. Uh, and I was saying that he was telling me, you know, his best decision was to start this dish. His best decision in life was to start this gym. And I looked at him and I said, well, you know what? Even though this podcast, my YouTube, the social media, my, you know, growth minded, everything like that, even though that's not a career yet and I still have to work a different job, it was still the best decision, best decision in my life to drop out of school and not be a gym teacher anymore. Even though I'm not seeing anything but, you know, a couple positive reviews here and there from it. No, I'm not, I can't build a career off it yet. Right. But it is still, hands down, the best decision I ever made to drop out of college. Because it's a passion. I'm fulfilled like, like nothing before. Like, it's, See, it's that's amazing. so crazy. I'm, I, work, crazy. I work around the clock with YouTube and social media and this podcast and website creation for our, everything we're doing and, and plus moving forward in everything we want to do. I'm working around the clock nonstop like a fucking dog. But it, I'm, hand, I'm so willing to do that because I love it. I think that just goes to show that, like, today's generation, it's not money that drives us. It's passion. And I mm-hmm. think that that's what's missing from them, the educational system, because people are, f- they feel like they need to go to, they feel like they need to well, go to They're being school. told. They're, they're being told, told that too. they need to go to school. And, and they're not really finding come. a passion. Money will come with passion. Correct. But exactly. a lot of people that I talk to as well, you ask them, what are your hobbies? What are your passion? And they go, nothing. They go, I don't know. Yeah. Because they're tailored and to I don't know, know what they like. I don't know what to tell those people. Yeah, it's so hard because that that you immediately lose you lose that forward progression. You're like you don't know what you're passionate about. You don't know what weeks. You up in the I think morning. I've brought That's... him up on this podcast before, but Caitlin's brother, he works in the plumbing union, and uh, he's 22 and no fucking hobbies, no passion. He just goes to work early in the morning, plumbing union. You know, everyone's just smoking cigs, drinking Red Bull, eating yeah. Burger King. Come home, just drink and go back to work, and he's got no passion. And I talked to him once, and I was like, bro, like do you have a hobby, like one hobby? Is there something you could do and like fully immerse yourself in? And he looked at me and dead ass was just straight no. And he, he was thinking about it and he was just like, no, I have no hobbies. If you ask And he's me just what, in a cycle of downwards. If you ask me what, I, what my hobbies were or what I'd like to do like while I was in law school, I... Nothing. Every, it all had to be pushed aside. Right? Not even... I, just I, forgotten. I don't have. You just didn't have the you. space. You just your hard drive was full. You're just like I'm. I gotta. I gotta do this. This yeah. textbook I is. I don't know what, what any do. hobby was in college or <laughs> law school. I, yeah. Still, to an extent, I, I mean, now I have a family I mean, and yeah. a house, and it's a little bit different. But like, I don't know what my hobbies were in college. And but I do want to say, yeah. we're not saying, we're not saying like, oh, find a hobby and just do it, and everything will be perfect, and your life is great. Just because you have a hobby, you also have to way in part you know how success how successful can you be in this how much work do you actually want to put on it do you want it to be your career like i'm not just saying it's kumbaya you have a hobby and everything's good and fuck everything else you do have to be very structured in what you're doing very articulate and and precise and progressive steps so it's not just like fuck around with your hobby like oh i love the gym i'm just gonna lift and well money will come right i could just work out and money will come that's not passion then because the passion would be a way to then 
take in, into account, take into account multiple disciplines in your life and then try to coordinate them together and have the gravity of your passion pull everything together. Not so much like trying to artificialize and be like, how can I sell something in the fitness industry? But some people aren't like that. Some people aren't like us. So some people they need they that school have, structure. Yeah, they need that. Well, and that's I'm fine. A, that's where I the unions come in. Like, go. Yeah. Just fucking go into your plumber's union. Go into your electrician's union. Go. Be a garbage man. Be a cop. Be a fireman. Like, do it. And we need them. We fucking need those people. But the creative equity is something that we could take advantage of now. And because mm-hmm. people want substance. They want stuff. They want, whether it be entertainment, they want products, they want uh, services that are not normally accessible. Like, you could do that now. And it's all done through social media or through the internet and through Google, through all these different mediums. And you don't need the hierarchy structure of corporate America to get you there. You don't need to know a producer to be a musician today. You don't need to know shit. You just need the passion and it needs to be transparent and you need a way to sell it, which is going to be through the social mediums. And from there, if your passion is bright enough, you will succeed. It will happen. You just have to be relentless and actually give a fuck if you do people are going to see that and that's who i follow i follow people who give a fuck and if they don't then i don't bother with you i just never thought that there would be a time where if you were not some type of professional or have a career and when i say a career i mean like a label like a teacher mm-hmm. or a, whoever a doctor a lawyer that you would be quote unquote and i say more successful i mean like happier or earning more or having more influence over people because i think that at this like for me that is a huge passion of mine to have influence like Mm -hmm. i love the law but if i could train somebody coming into my firm i get more from that than i do from winning a trial like i couldn't give a shit about winning a trial like okay great so now i just saved an insurance company x amount i'm so (laughs) happy honestly i can sleep at night now but if i could teach a young attorney how to get by and pave the way, that makes me more happy than anything else. That's a beautiful thing. And I think what you should do right now, honestly, just for you specifically, you just started with this. This is kind of why I asked you to come onto the podcast, was specifically for this talking about how school is a dying concept, and then on top of that, the generational gaps. And you became passionate about it, and you're not making money from it, nothing's happening, but you wrote an article on Wix to create a website almost mm-hmm. and you're you're in the middle of doing it and the reason why you did it was driven by passion and feeling like you have purpose 100 that is the modality that you need to take advantage of anybody does and by you i mean the listeners take advantage of the tools that we have now because this is a wave that if you look on the macro i mean your lifespan is around 80 years luckily hopefully uh right? united states so- average is 74 all right 74 justin Frank's Frank <laughs> feeling optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking total human optimization. You're welcome. I'll be optimistic. Well, yeah, hopefully we'll but, be um, past yeah, that. So if, yeah, if nothing happens to you. But you're what, 20-something now, right? You're 30-something now. Think about all the gears that you're going to compound. Start now. Start now. Do it now. Let your passion bleed through because then there's going to be these Generation Zs who are coming out, and then they're going to – that's going to be the only method of making money. You're going to be the pioneer prior to them getting into that field. School's dying just like we saw with Google and – IBM and Apple, like they're not, they're not taking your degrees anymore, so they're not going to be taking the same path that you took. So now that you ha- you're cognizant of this whole change, like fucking do it, well, exploit here's the, it. Here's the best part: I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old, and I have plenty of nieces. I have friends with the kids same age. Most of them have their kids in school already at two, three years old, which is great. If your kid wants to go and they feel like 
if you want to get your kid out there to socialize, I don't really know that's, about that's age amazing. kids because I don't have kids, but is that no, the normal preschool age? No, no, that's no, 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 no. I was three, four. Me and Frank, preschool. well, okay, hold on. Me, me and Frankie four, would not thinking. leave. At, we were sort Man, of attached to our parents. Ooh, we would cry, and my mom, actually for Frank, my mom had to sit in the office of the preschool by our house because Frank used to cry all the time. Couldn't and the leave. teachers were like, mm, you, you, Laura, you, you, I don't think today's a good day to leave. The kid's broken. <laughs> she would sit there the whole time? She would sit there the oh, whole Jesus time. Oh, Jesus Christ, Frank. But it, we were both bad. But the, the point that I'm getting at is, like, today school is so oversold that even now we're getting kids as young as two, three years old. And we're not talking, like, in a daycare or a preschool or something that watches your kids we're talking well you mean to tell me that your two-year-old is not in in school right now Angela? shaming you for it yeah. and i'm like oh shit i'm like ever you, you, you think that maybe we should we should maybe go pants. see if uh the saint gregory's down the block will take tori he's like what are you talking about why does she have to go to school right now i'm like well i don't know everyone seems to be doing it i feel like maybe i'm at a disadvantage if we don't put our kid in school right now meanwhile the kid could recite her ac abcs she could speak her, about her, her acdc <laughs> right she's but, a rock band but uh, she's smarter than i think that <laughs> she should be at this age that from all well, i don't, she, I don't she know she loves greens she's but, smart as fuck well there you go she loves i love that video i love that video you greens, posted dude man. Like, Caitlin done. and I were watching it like ten it's, times it's over. It's so she fucking cute. She is a trip. But She's my amazing. point just is that, like, if you don't put your kid in school at like two or three, it's like, well, maybe you're putting her at a disadvantage. Maybe she's not going to get into Harvard yeah. now. Yeah. Now that I have, now that we have you here, you better stop feeding her that fucking pizza and ice cream bullshit. Hey. Uh, how about the okay. pops from <laughs> Starbucks? So wait, wait. How about the pops from Starbucks that have to oh, bribe her? Fuck with? Those, he gets man. so mad when I bring. She's her. in the age of growth right now. Exactly. Pure yeah. growth. And her building and you're blocks feeding her unicorn shit. Lab <laughs> chemical, <laughs> lab chemical made sugars. Yeah. I agree. Bullshit. No, I'm just playing with you. I'm no, uh, it's true though. <laughs> no, I mean, it is true. There's a truth to it, he but I mean, at so the same mad. time, He's, she goes, I, "I go to, I go to Gigi's house, and I go to Uncle Frankie, but I know how to pop." It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, you better not fucking pop. I'll pop you. Frank just slaps out of her hand. Yeah, not no chance. It was in our fridge one time. I was like, "This is going straight in the garbage." Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So. What time? We're wrapping at? it up. We're yeah, at uh, I, I an hour think, uh, and eleven minutes. Yeah, I think that I was think good. That was All right. a very well, good podcast. I appreciate you sharing. No it was a really cool story to see that you wanted to go through school, went through school, and love your outcome, but still were able to look back at it and see the negatives. Yeah. I think I that's just, really cool. Because most people on. who love school and love their career that they wanted, you know, they're gonna preach school all day. Mm-hmm. But you were able to step back and see, I see where people. it went wrong. Yeah. Even though you love your career. I wouldn't, if I could turn around and do it all again, I wouldn't change a thing. But I would definitely change the misconceptions that I had and the falsities that I had going through it so that I wasn't completely disappointed in the end, where then I had to change my mentality and try to understand, okay, well, look, we need to work a little bit harder to get to where we want. I mean, we would just sold yeah. it. That's, that's what it comes down to. Beautiful. All righty. I love it. Well, so if you have not already followed our instagram make sure to follow at young minds podcast on the gram it's going to get uh very beautiful soon soon trust me we're working on it is so bright and winter's coming and it's even brighter is that a uh now the winter's coming and this shit's gonna get dark but we're gonna bring some is that a uh, game of thrones reference (laughs) no i don't watch game of thrones you don't watch game of thrones frank fuck but guys winter's coming well guys winter's coming for those of you who know what i'm talking about winter's coming that's a very bad thing sure winter's coming 
Um, anyway, <laughs> if you could scroll down, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, just really quick, just take a second and yeah, look it. at the stars on the bottom. Click the one on the right, the fifth one. <laughs> That'd be great. We'd really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. We love your ears, and uh, more to come, guys. Love you. Bye. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah.